Hello, everyone. Slightly different beginning this week. This is Citizen Reporter 392, 27th of September, 2011. Before I begin the program today, a series that I have really been enjoying and I've received such excellent feedback about on, on doing it yourself, making your own home, making your own work, making your own life. I wanted to mention that uh, something I don't often do, and perhaps I should, ask you, remind you, that you can support this program, and it would mean a lot, uh, if you did so financially. Now, I like the tweets, I like the Facebook shares, I like the email, all of that gives me motivation. But to pay the bills of life, of this program, uh, to keep doing what I've been doing for seven years now, and I will continue to do on a weekly basis, well, it would go a long way if you'd go to citizenreporter.org, click on the donate button, you could do it through PayPal or Flatter. Thanks a lot, and now for the great program. If you go back to the 18th and 19th centuries, most political philosophers and most economists understood that there was a social contract. People were bound together, uh, not as individuals expressing themselves only through the marketplace, but as citizens. We had obligations to one another. We were not simply self-interested individuals purchasing things for ourselves, but we were a community. I mean, here's the problem of being ahead of your time. By the time everyone gets around to it, you're bored. I think that people are afraid to talk about it um, because they feel they don't want to offend people or their usual way of talking about it is in fact offensive and they're trying to think what would be the non-offensive way to talk about it. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. We're doing the series uh, this week on people who have, you know, it's hard to phrase this, people who have left uh, what was perhaps a job and a, a sort of life in the, in the city or in the suburbs where you, it's something we're all very familiar with, where you have a house or an apartment and the nine to five and the five days a week. And there are increasingly, I find, people in this world that have decided this is not for them. And they've sort of carved out their own way of living uh, and place to live. And in continuing with that series, on the line right now from Virginia, we're talking to Jay and Ryan. Uh, welcome, guys. Hey. Howdy. <laughs> and you guys, uh, happily, you guys have been on the podcast before. We've talked about video production. Uh, I think we've talked yep. about your work uh, with um, when you were traveling in Asia. Uh, I don't know. We've, yep. we've talked about a lot of topics, which is, you know, so you're one of my favorite guests. And then when you guys were here, like last, was that two weeks ago now? Um, yeah. You know, we were catching up about your your place. And now you've lived in, should we call it rural Virginia for, for how long now? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, about four years. Yeah, four years. Wow. Okay. <laughs> and, I mean, I want to set the stage a bit. Before you lived where you live now... You were both living in cities? I mean, tell, tell your, the individual stories, and then, of course, eventually when you guys met each other also. So I, I, went, I grew up outside of Boston, and then I went to college in Boston, and then I stayed in Boston, and then I met Jay, and I moved to New York, mm -hmm. and then we moved to San Francisco from right. there. Yeah, yeah and, you know, and, and I was born in you know, Houston, Texas, and moved all around, and then ended up in... Uh, it's New York as well, yeah. and uh, that's where it's at. And then so yeah, so 
together we've been you know we lived in two big urban areas and i guess the thinking was was like you know we can continue to pay fourteen hundred dollars a month for you know one bedroom apartment or Mm -hmm. we could try and do it in a different way you know so we yeah yeah we were we were in san francisco right San Francisco 2006 and right before the housing bubble burst so we were like hey we want a little house with a garden you know and there are these horrible rundown little houses in the city for a million dollars and we were just like we can't do this there's just no way I, I mean I think the way that I explain it is like you know in the 70s Everyone has this romantic vision of people who move to the Lower East Side in uh, Mm -hmm. it's New York, you know, and they think like it was probably a really obvious choice for for people to make. But I don't think it was. I think that the people that it's moved there were willing to put up with, you know, dirty houses and crime and all that stuff. And it was not the place where people wanted to go people went there because no one wanted to be there and i feel like it's the same way now in america if you're outside of an urban area there's really it's nothing out here they're deserts you know they're social deserts yeah and i find that if you're willing to put up with a little bit of isolation mm-hmm. um and maybe not so great coffee shops then <laughs> you know uh, you can get land and homes really, really cheap. And the difference now is really the internet, you know, the fact that we live in a pretty isolated place where maybe there might be 10 people in a whole county that we feel comfortable talking to, uh, that we share in common. But the fact that we have the internet changes everything. I feel totally connected to world events and people and all that. And the other thing, too, is, I mean, some people kind of compare it to the in the 70s when there were like the hippie like back to the landers um like hey we're gonna go live on a commune farm and we don't need the city and we're gonna grow our own food and like just like what jay said the difference between them and us is the internet like (laughs) i would not i would not want to do something like that because i've read the books about them and they're like it all broke down because we were so isolated and I was like, oh my God, that sounds horrible, you know? But I wanted that same thing, but I want to be able to Skype people and (laughs) do video chat and do my job as a video editor online, you know, that's possible. Yeah, Uh, that's, I mean, that's an important point when I started on this theme and when we've talked about this, you know, anybody who initially sees, oh, people who have changed their lives, who have taken a different path, you'll say, well, that's been going on for for generations. People have been moving to the country out of the city just as they move from the country to the city. But that's the huge difference. The internet, um, and I think it's interesting the knowledge you bring with you, even without the internet, uh, to to the place where you're living now. Um, We'll come back to the work part. You guys, your specific case... You looked around. Um, what led you to Virginia? And, and talk a little bit about this specific place. Uh, why this place? And, and what did you have to do once you got there? Sure. I mean, you know, we got it lucky because my my extended family had uh, a home here in Page County, which is about two hours outside of the capital, outside of Washington and it's my grandpa he uh, he bought this place back in the uh, 60s really really cheap mm-hmm. and it's just always been a place where my family has come to so 
that was kind of our 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 place here. So I'd been coming here since I was a kid, and it's just a really poor rural community with about twenty five thousand people. It's in a valley surrounded by two uh, <laughs> mountain ranges. Yeah, mm-hmm. surrounded mountain by range. other mountain ranges outside of that. <laughs> yes. And uh, and about sixty percent of the county is owned by the it's national park uh, wow. a, a service because the Shenandoah it's national park is here. Mm-hmm. So it's just like real, real quiet. And basically, time has kind of it's left this place behind because <laughs> you know there's no reason for there to be any business here so it's just poor farmers so what so part of it too was we wanted to uh live not too far away from a major urban area um and the place where we are like we said it's two hours outside of dc so that's like only a few more hours up to new york Mm-hmm. You know, so we do have access to those places. It's not like we're in the middle of like the country, in the middle of a uh, Nebraska. You know. So. Yes. So anytime we take a quote unquote <laughs> vacation, we always go to an urban area, yeah. unlike you know other people. <laughs> yes. They come here. <laughs> right. So yeah. Um, and so once you once you got there, I mean, you mentioned that your family has had this place for many years, but you you guys had to, or you decided that you needed to, to do some major renovation. Okay. Yeah, we actually bought our own place, so we stayed at at our family's home, okay. and we we okay. we loved it so much that we were like, all right, we need to expand and do our own thing. So. Yeah. Right. And so we kind of had a foothold here staying at our family's place and then we basically bought a an old broken down farmhouse and then have been fixing it up the past couple years Hmm. and what's interesting you know and i think about those let's call them hippies in the past that that might have done something like this a lot of where you learned to do what you were doing to renovate the house uh and to set things up a lot of it came from the internet yep Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I we can't take credit for all of that. I mean, we had a lot of help from from skilled people who live here who know what they're doing. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's interesting as well. I was talking to uh, Mikey and Wendy who are out in in New Mexico, and they mentioned that people in the area, you know, who are who have certain skills, uh, interact with them all the time, and they they sort of teach each other. Sometimes Mikey and Wendy are working yeah, right. on something that they find interesting, <laughs> like solar or alternative fuel, yep. and the, and yep. sometimes the people outside can help them with things as well. Yeah, it's 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 really interesting, you know, being out here. Um, you know, we all have this vision of America where, like, people in the countryside are, like, down home, salt of the earth, you know, like, they know how to do everything. But I find, like, that might have been true with the generation from, like, maybe the 1940s or so. But beyond that, they've really lost a lot of their understanding of, you know, farming and, you know, hunting and all that stuff. I mean, young people, young people want to go to urban areas they yeah. don't care about farming they don't care about gardening they don't care about raising bees they don't care about any of that stuff so i feel like a lot of knowledge has been lost so then when we come out here and we're excited about raising bees and gardening and that kind of thing 
it, you know, there really aren't as many resources out here as as we thought. And they think we're all crazy and weird because they're just like, why don't you just go to Walmart and buy vegetables, yeah. you know? We don't do Get that it. anymore. Mm, mm. Yeah. Right. Because you know why? Because that means people are poor, you know? If you're having to raise your own food, there's a stigma attached to it, meaning that if you have to do that, it means, you know, that, Things are, yeah. that you don't have enough cash to go buy it at a store huh. and not to say i i, I want to say it's a small percentage like there are people who have stayed here and done farming with their parents and stuff but it's 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 not like every farm is like that it's like there are only a couple like that you know yeah. very few yeah. very few so you i mean you have many videos about the different things that you have done and also the things that you have going on uh on on your property right. uh one of my favorites that i didn't know about until recently you're raising bees uh how did yeah, you learn how did you learn that and of course why <laughs> yeah so there's there is actually a, a active group of older folks maybe like our parents age who are beekeeper and they have a beekeeping club. Um, actually, a lot of counties have this, the, the beekeepers associations. Um, so we were very much into like, how do we, you know, we can grow our own vegetables, but how, what do we do for a sweetener? You know, like if you can't get sugar. Yeah. So we decided to start doing bees. So we um, got in contact with them and got a beehive. And, you know, we've been doing it really DIY, like, Hope we're doing this right. <laughs> and like you said, the web really helps because yeah. if I have a question about a certain kind of bug or what I should be doing, I just Google it and there's always a YouTube a video or an article online that tells me what I should be doing yeah. with my bees and yeah. it always works. Yeah. And, and we've been successful. We've got three gallons of honey this year. So. <laughs> yeah. um, That's a lot. <laughs> In, ter in terms of growing food, you're, you, how like could you even put a percentage on it? I don't know if we should focus on numbers, but uh, how much of your own food sure. are you growing? Yeah, I mean, this year was not so good of a year because we were focused on fixing up our house. Yeah. But you know, we get maybe twenty percent of wow. our food from from that, and uh, yeah, uh, you your know, salads I can are see local. In <laughs> Yes, yeah, very salads, vegetables, and we're really into canning, so yeah. we do crazy canning with, like, we probably have, like, 25 jars of blueberry jam and... Blackberry. Blackberry, yeah. Blackberry. And, you know, tomatoes and that kind of stuff. But, yeah, and also we have... Too. Like, if someone's got a better crop of something else, you know, we're like, oh, cool, I need some of that, let's trade. Yeah, <laughs> you know. That's a tricky thing as well, uh, and, and again, Ryan and when, um, Mikey and uh, Wendy helped me appreciate this. Uh, if you're talking about fruit and canning, then if yeah. there are existing trees that have already been there for some time, right. that's much easier than planting for yeah. the first time a right. an apple tree or whatever. Right. Yeah. We know a guy down the street that or in, in in town that has all these blackberry uh you know like Shrubs a whole blackberry oh, okay. area mm -hmm. and he never he never picks, picks them. them or or it's so many he can't pick them all so we just drive to his house and get like gallons of them which is great because then we don't have to start from scratch you know and what, what does he say about it like i have no use for these things or what yeah he, oh he's just like it's way too many for me. He doesn't do canning, you know, he eats them fresh. So right. once they're gone, they're gone. So we can them. 
I think, you know, I'm sure if Mikey and Wendy talked about this, but I think for us, the 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 central idea here is being a scavenger, yeah. you know? It's just like we live in such an abundant society that really if you just have a little bit of time, you can live for really cheap and live really well. And yeah. uh, I mean, there's just so much food and goods and all that stuff you know it's using craigslist and yeah. thrift stores and free cycle yeah and mm-hmm. growing some of it's your own stuff i mean we live extremely comfortably uh embarrassingly comfortably and we don't spend a lot of uh, money and it's all because we just have a lot of time yeah because we don't pay that fourteen hundred dollars in rent mm-hmm. and uh you know, we have our own time and we can do what we want. And um, and I think also part of the scavenger mentality, too, is is making sure that you're really patient about things yeah. like, OK, we need a guest bed. Uh, we, we want a mattress for a guest bed. OK, we could go buy one for whatever, eight hundred dollars right now, right this minute. Or I'm going to put a message out on free cycle. If no mm-hmm. one writes me, I'll go on Craigslist. I'll ask around with my friends like. It doesn't have to be a specific model. Just right. it's one of those. In fact, we're sitting on one right now where we got off recycle. <laughs> it's this gorgeous mattress this lady just gave us. Yeah, like a two thousand dollar queen size fluffy it's mattress that someone just gave away. It's you know? Like yeah, amazing. And, you know? and that's interesting because I always think that like I watch FreeCycle. For those people who don't know, FreeCycle is just a, a basically a mailing list where people are offering things as they come instead of throwing them yeah. out like who wants this and you can claim it yeah. now we have that in amsterdam and it's a gold mine because it's yeah. an urban center but what you're telling yeah. me is in fact even out there uh in, a, in yeah. a more rural area a lot of people are using these tools and you can find a lot yeah, yeah and i think also because people do have smaller incomes here so they're like you know, very hungry for trading things, you know, they're just like, I can't afford to buy this, so yeah. I gotta trade stuff, you know, okay. really. Okay. So. One of, one of the latest episodes of uh, This American Life I was listening to, uh, they decided to do short stories, very brief, and one of them was yep. about, just about a radio program, I don't know what, it, it sounded like Southern, uh, maybe a Tennessee yeah. or so, where they just, <laughs> you do. They just talk yeah. about, there's an announcement, like the radio host, and people call in and they yeah. go, I yep. have a car, it's a 1985, <laughs> yep. uh, I'm, yep. I'm looking to sell it. And here's the phone number, and he just reads the phone number. Or someone yeah. calls up and just says, I want to buy a car, my number is so-and-so. And so the whole radio show yeah. is just a bulletin board. Yeah, uh, right. I love that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and, go ahead. I mean, I mean so... I think, again, our the purpose for us doing what we did is just that we wanted to have our time, yeah. you know? And, and again, I feel like that's what people were doing back in the 70s when they moved to the Lower East Side. They wanted to have their time, so they would go and live in these crappy apartments for $50, hmm. you know, every week or whatever. Uh, and it's the same thing now. Like, um, I just think... If you're an artist or if you want to have your time to do something creative, yeah, I mean, it makes sense to move outside of urban areas and do it out there. I mean, we were inspired by Mikey and Wendy. We, we met them right before. We met them in 2007. So 
they had this whole idea this like a radical notion like if you don't have to pay rent or pay right. as much then you don't have to work as much right and of course my head is like buzzing yeah. i'm like wait what his, oh yeah his voice is so clear yeah. to me he yeah. was like why do you have an ir or you know why don't you just cash that out buy a house and then it's you're done for for the rest of yeah. your mean, life we, it's like we oh, still yeah. have to make money i mean that's not a question but we we don't have to make as much you know we're not right. like oh god two thousand dollars a month rent it's like eh we'll make it this month <laughs> yes yeah yep. so that's a good feeling yep. yeah hey i asked them this and i ask you because it's interesting what mm-hmm. is your highest cost especially in utilities they said telecoms phones internet uh-huh. uh i'm trying to think yeah i mean that would be the same thing you know our electric bills probably it's 50 dollars a month our water bills our like, phone bills are expensive because we have like the yeah iPhones. it's our iphones and our internet are the two yeah. highest costing things huh. yep yep Interesting. If somebody could come up with a solution for this one, that would be very popular. Uh, nope. You know, oh it, it would God. be it would be awesome. You know, are you yeah. are you doing things with uh, in terms of water? Do you have a well? Do you have rain? Uh, do you collect rainwater? So we are planning to gather rain mm-hmm. water. That makes a lot of sense. But we're in like a little community where we have a community a community well. well. So they. <laughs> You pay quarterly for your water, which is great because if you get a raw piece of land, you have to drill a well for like $30,000. Wow. So we're like, great, community well, it's clean, it's awesome. So that's really nice. Um, and so let's go to the work thing briefly for those that don't know uh, you now work as essentially consultants but explain a bit about what for each of you what your work involves that is the funniest consultant uh, yeah it doesn't mean anything, anything. I know no, I'm a consultant we do a video work for organizations mainly advocacy groups or non-profits, non-profits yeah. but some, some you know corporations or companies too Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, uh, my honestly, my main job, our our main job has been documenting events and doing video editing. So, you know, we will go, we will travel places to document events, but sometimes people will literally just send me footage and I'll cut it, which is ideal because I'm like, great, mm-hmm. I'm at home and I'm going to cut this for you. And that's my job. Yeah. Right. And, uh, and you know, I find, and Mark, maybe it's true for you too but in america you know a lot of these companies are cutting full-time staff so you know they're depending on people like us to come in and do jobs that they can pay and pay fairly well but then then that payment stops you know after the job is done they don't have to pay us benefits so that's the one problem with those of in America who are like this is that we don't have health care and um, oh, yeah. benefits right yeah. or yeah. you know we we have to buy it ourselves and it's you know it's very expensive and for the amount of money that a person pays they don't get a lot of guarantee that it's going to be there uh, yeah. it's for them so that's right so that's really the one real problem you know yeah. if like if like if I was talking to is you and I had cancer you know Mm-hmm. This would be a very, very sad story, you know. Yeah. So do you have a do you have a a plan or a, a 
goal to solve this? Because I, now I'm thinking of ways. I mean, in the in the old days, take freelance journalists, or I think actually you may know stuff about um, people who worked in, in different media. There there was a union in New York City. Well, it was it was national. Yep. It, I was in it, the National Writers Union. Um, we were mm-hmm. actually associated with the United Auto Workers, which is odd. And um, and they had a health plan, and you could buy into yeah. that health plan. It was more affordable than doing it alone. I don't know mm. if there's a, such a thing for what what you're doing. Uh, yeah, hmm. there is. There's a union in the United States called the Freelancers Union, and um, <laughs> they have health care for every state, so you can buy into it. Um, we just haven't done it. I mean, it does exist, but it's just sort of like yeah. those premiums are so, so huge. expensive. So huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think our thing has just been just to stay healthy. So we try and eat well and, yeah. you know, be healthy. And, I mean, uh, in all, I went to the dentist this week and I just paid out of pocket, which honestly, it was expensive, but it was cheaper than getting <laughs> dental insurance every month. Right. I'm like, all right, yeah. you know. Right. Yeah. Huh. Uh, do, is it a uh, doctor, dentist? Are they nearby? Yeah. I mean, we live near a little town. Okay. I mean, the town is, it's small, but it has all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. True. I mean, in. Uh-oh. We mean like to go and live somewhere where you're like five hours There's from nothing. anything. <laughs> I mean, most Urban. I mean, in most places out in the country, there'll be small hospitals, and you know. Yeah, there's a hospital in town. Like, yeah. it's really just thinking about it's moving two or three hours outside of an urban area. In affordable. I mean, yeah. the thing is, like, we're not like you need to be totally isolated so you can grow your own food. Like, it's 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 about affordability. Like, where can you go and buy a foreclosed home for cash? Like, yeah, right. can you do it? And yeah. and you know, it's very inspiring to us to see people who live in urban areas who are homesteading there you know yeah, they're yeah, like yeah. beekeeping and gardening and all that but they still i assume still have that cost of expensive yeah. rent you know yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's what we're saying is like get rid of that rent because the rent's the most expensive yeah you know part yeah. of anything like one year of rent could be a down payment on a house Shit, you know? yeah I mean, or yeah. Depending on the condition of the house, could be the price of the house. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I I'll tell you what I like best so far about like following you guys and, and learning about what people are doing. Um, it's that, and and this could be true in suburbs with buying a house as well as in the, in the cities. But it feels like whether I'm working or whether I'm sitting here not working, there's this clock running, and it's not just the life clock. It's the mm-hmm. it's the yeah. you owe someone clock. Because time yeah. has passed, I think that's the strangest yep. thing about life in our in our era. Anyway, uh, is mm. that in everything that we do, it's hard not mm. to owe somebody an amount of money that that compiles the more time passes. <laughs> True. Yep. It's True. The honest yeah. thing. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, don't get people started out here, man. People get angry at like like at, at their property taxes. You know, they're <laughs> like, like government taxes. They're but, like, I've done everything I can to be independent, but still, at the end of the year, I got to pay my property taxes. Yep. And, you know, well, like, and if I don't, they'll come and take my home. Yeah. <laughs> what about the politics hey, out there? I mean, do you avoid talking about it? Do you find? I mean, oh no. <laughs> No, I just uh, like this past week I went to like a, a county event and I got up and I yelled at one of our local uh, elected officials. And he officials. was supposedly like pretty liberal. He was, he was really. He was supposed to be a Democrat, but you know everything he said was like not, you know. 
what not they, cool. What are they so saying? What do they want to do? I mean, you know, yeah. look, I, I, again, we're in a poor county, and so elected officials are being pushed to bring business in. And so, you big know, business. so as a Democrat, yeah. he got up and said he wanted to bring these big corporations in, basically to use our county as a dumping ground, you know, wow. like to come and bring an incinerator to burn poop that would make energy you know so having hundreds of big trucks come through our county every single day you know like that's that's the that's what people see you know the yeah. countryside is being for yeah. is for the dumping ground for the urban areas and yeah. that's the worst idea possible you know and the and the sad thing is is the locals who have been here forever you know you know this this county is known for farming and for tourism because we have the national park and we have the shenandoah river so we have a gorgeous beautiful pristine valley and like our officials are like let's bring in an incinerator it's like all the locals no matter what political affiliation you are we're all like uh no yeah so to hear someone who's in charge be like we got to bring in big polluting businesses like f you are you kidding me i mean it's a very conservative county, you know, overwhelmingly GOP and, uh, yeah. you know, schools are very poorly funded. Um, you know, if someone's over a 40, they probably don't have an email address or if they do, they check it every mm. week or two. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. it's, um, yeah. but, you know, there, but there is a growing small population of people who are pretty hip, you know, who, yeah. uh, who yeah. are getting into it and you know the the hope is is that most up until you know the past 20 years all young people that grew up here as soon as they get old enough they leave mm-hmm. there's slowly starting to be a, a stream of people of those people coming back mm-hmm. because they've been educated outside and they see that you know it's a beautiful place and it's cheap but right. um you know that's one of those things we'll you, see. you almost need to leave a place I'm, i mean i'm living yeah. my life this way i guess but you, you need to leave sure. a place to to appreciate it understand it and and, and maybe have have some better ideas about it um yeah because yeah, you, you made me think of actually friends in um in west africa who are not from there who who work there right. who are journalists and, and ngo workers and you know they'll tell people about how valuable they're they're and valuable to keep it to preserve it the nature that they have is and people local people there will say spare me your you know western environmentalism Mm -hmm. we need money um and so whatever we can sell or you know big company big whatever we're gonna do it and don't tell us about you know how beautiful this needs to be preserved so it's very hard uh, and i recognize some of that when you talk about um having yelled at the uh the important person (laughs) yeah yeah. I just picture you so, yelling at old people. That's what I, <laughs> it, was it was pretty much like that. It was a very <laughs> tense it's moment. But then afterwards, I got a lot of people coming up to me telling me, you know, they agreed it's it with me. It's just, I, I assume it's like this in most uh, places in the country where, you know, people don't like confrontation you know it's not like in the urban area where like people like to get really kind of crazy people here they don't like to kind of argue out loud they don't like to confront each other because everyone knows each other it's like you go down to the to the post office and everyone's like oh i heard about that everyone likes to everyone likes to smile at each other and be kind 
to each other's faces and then they're just like backstabbing and gossip about each other behind each other's backs you know it's just different than an urban area because you know you have your communities in the urban area but like our whole county has 25,000 people in it that's the entire county yeah like that's as big as my hometown outside of boston like yeah yeah you know so so it's a different world like word gets around so fast it's just but you know we only bring up the negative points because we enjoy and I love Page County so much and yeah. we and we are planning on staying here and we want to see it improve and become a better place you know yeah. so yeah. you got to i feel like you got to call out the things that aren't good in order to improve them you know and fix them i mean yeah, do, and fix do them. the work to make it a better place yeah, yeah. so we do have so like there's this year it's pretty incredible to see some local farmers have kind of come together and they're trying to grow a local food and try and encourage people to buy a local food and not go to Walmart, Walmart you know, yeah. buy a beef, buy honey, Cheese, there's milk. a winery here now. I mean, so it's, uh, it's you know, step by step. It's slowly happening, you know? It, it, yeah, it sounds like... There's some people, let's say, let's take Walmart, for example. Uh, I'm sure there are plenty of people, uh, whatever political background, who say, well, Walmart gives us jobs and Walmart has stuff that we right. need. Right. Um, but I, I'm curious about that group that you just mentioned that's coming up that says, look, Walmart, for whatever good it does, has done a lot of damage and we don't yep. need it. Um, right. and, and that's an interesting shift. If it continues, could be extra yeah. interesting, you know, but... But it really is about income, though. I mean, I bet a majority of people in this county, I bet that they live off of, if they're lucky, $15,000 every 12 months, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. Like, that's considered just live poverty level, I'm pretty po- sure. Yeah, I'm poverty level. And, you know, and that's the interesting thing. And it's a very conservative county, so they're obviously voting for politicians that are trying to take away our social safety net and have been very successful at it. So it's very ironic because this county depends on uh, Medicare and Medicaid. They depend on food stamps, you know. Federal they programs. On, yeah. Federal yeah, yeah. So it's very, it's very ironic. I, you know, it still is a mystery to me how that uh, works. And it's just because they associate Democrats and uh, liberals as urban people who are multicultural and, uh, you know, that's not really <laughs> what they're into, you know. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Interesting. Very, very interesting. Uh, guys, I'm yeah. going to, I want to keep it at that because cool. your final points have been so good. Why try good. and carry on, right? Um, <laughs> But yeah. I would recommend for people who want to see um, different videos from the process, I think RyanIsHungry.com is uh, yeah. one of the great places to go and see these things. Uh, are you guys – there's your Twitter feeds as well. So that's yeah. another place. Yeah. And, yep, and um, Flickr. I have a lot of photos of the house on Flickr. Oh, Ryan yeah, is yeah. hungry. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. So thanks a lot for taking the time. Um <laughs> I'm, of course, coming to your house uh, any month now. I'll let you know. But uh, that, that's going to be a given at some point. And, of course. Um, and this is all also food for thought, I think, for a lot of people who maybe they face, like, you know, these kind of choices. Um, I think a lot of people think they don't have a choice, right? Life is set and so on. But maybe a lot of us do. 
feel like we could do we could do something, you know? Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. Thanks a lot, and uh, we'll talk to you soon on for the podcast. Um, Revive